It's Juneteenth this week. And across Gaston County, there's several different events that you can go check out to learn more about the history of this historic day. Bessemer City, Belmont, and Gastonia are all playing host to Juneteenth events. And today on Savvy Citizen, we talk to each of the organizers of these events about what you can expect and what fun things they've got in store, as well as what history they have to teach us. So I'm speaking with Tasha White. She's with the Hope Youth Network, and we were talking just a little bit beforehand. You guys have been around for about a decade now and about eight years in Gaston County? Yes, so we were established in 2011, and we primarily worked in the Mecklenburg County region. In 2013, we came to Gaston County, and our initial reason for coming was just to provide additional resources for service providers. We know that in working with mental health consumers, Mental health agencies primarily have like a really strict guideline of services they can provide. And, mm-hmm. and so there were additional needs that couldn't be met. And so we wanted to meet that need. When we came to Gaston County, we made a huge realization. You can't work with kids without working with adults. Sure. So it transitioned a little in 2013 through 2015 where we were at first we were servicing more children, and then we began to service more adults. Some were f- adults that were parents, some were grandparents, some were family members. And so we expanded our reach, not to just include a network of services for children, but a network for adults. In 2019, we connected with the Continuum of Care for Gaston, Le- Lincoln, and Cleveland counties. The Continuum of Care serves homeless community members. And so we began to uh, reach out to those community members and provide services as well. In 2020, we were able to secure a e- an ESG grant. ESG is Emergency Solutions Grant. It's offered in Gaston County, Lincoln County, and Cleveland County for Continuum of Care members who provide services. So we began to provide services to community members who were experiencing homelessness. That also includes children. But right now, we serve about 160 families per year or more who are experiencing homelessness. Through COVID, our numbers, numbers tripled. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So before, we might have been servicing about maybe 60 families. Mm. Now it's 180. Wow. Is that something that – have you seen any drop-off as we've started to come out of COVID, or is it still really high? It's increasing. Wow. So at the okay. end of this month, the governor – may end the moratorium, right. more people are going to be homeless. Because, mm. yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine that there's a lot of people living paycheck to paycheck and in some cases have been living off of unemployment. And so once some of that money runs out, you know, the bills that have been stacking up at some point are going to become almost insurmountable. Yes, sir. Uh, so, so changing gears a little bit, um, the network is involved in the Juneteenth celebration that's coming up. Yes. How did you get involved in that? So in 2019, the Hope Youth Network saw that nobody in Gaston County, other than Belmont, excuse me, nobody right. in Gastonia right. was providing uh, any types of services for Juneteenth. And we, uh, myself particularly, I was on the committee for the Highland Fest. I, I was on okay. the 2019 Highland Fest committee. And so we started planning back in 2018. And in, t- in planning, I talked to a gentleman named Pete Dingle. Pete is a longtime community member, used to be a magistrate, worked at the Irwin Center hmm. uh, in the Highland community. And Pete was on the, he was a chair, uh, one of the chairs of the committee. And he told me that when the Highland Fest began over 30 years ago, it started out as Ebony Fest. Okay. 
And so I was really, uh, that name just kind of stuck with me, and it was pretty powerful as a name. And so I said, well, what about if we do an Ebony Fest Juneteenth for 2019? That would be the first one in Gastonia. And so the Highland Fest Committee uh, supported me as I created this Juneteenth celebration with, that took place a month before the Highland Festival. In 2020, we continued the tradition, and okay. we had a Freedom Walk since COVID had taken yeah, over. Yeah. We definitely couldn't have an, a festival. And our 2019 festival was pretty successful. We had about 30 vendors. We had about 200 people that came out to see. We had live oh, wow. music. We had free haircuts. There were just so many programs and so many resources available at the festival. We were able to give away free food. It, it was awesome. So 2020, we kind of did a different version of that with the Freedom March. We still gave away free food. We walked over to the MLK Memorial on the corner of Long and MLK. Right. Uh, we had a great celebration, and we wanted to continue that for this year. So I set out to create another committee, and this year we have the Gaston County Citizens for Change. We have the Gaston County Freedom Fighters, and then I have two organizations that I, that I run. Those two organizations are also involved. Okay. And so we started to plan this year's Juneteenth Festival, and then the world opened up. Yeah. So we were able to include vendors and we were able to include games for the kids and, and so many different things. And we reached out to the city and the county mm -hmm. and then they said, yes, we would love to support. And so now it is a real community festival in that other community organizations are getting involved. So next year, I'm just imagining right, what can right. happen. I mean, it's got to be really exciting for something that like you said, just started as a idea. An idea, yeah. Just a couple of years ago is, is has grown so quickly. It's um, amazing and it's so exciting. This this year alone, we have we have done some firsts for Gaston County, for cities and and the county. We received a proclamation from Bessemer City acknowledging Juneteenth. We received a proclamation from Lowell acknowledging Juneteenth. We receive a proclamation from the city of Gastonia acknowledging Juneteenth. And we received a proclamation from Gaston County commissioners yep. acknowledging Juneteenth. So this is an amazing feat. And, and I've, I, can't def, I definitely can't talk about this without saying thank you to those pioneers that came before us. Yeah. As we acknowledge Juneteenth and we you know, acknowledge those people who actually persevered and died and did those things for us. I have to acknowledge those local community members as well. People like Pearl Burst Floyd, people like Thomas Gillespie, mm. people um, that are in our corner to catapult us to sure. that next phase. Those, those people were in the fight long before you know, we had this idea in 2019. So just have to say thank you to them. The idea of, of quote unquote celebrating Juneteenth is maybe a mixed bag of emotions because I mean you're you're hearkening back to dealing with yes the final declaration of the reading of the Emancipation Proclamation but you're 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 taking a look back at obviously one of the most painful parts of our history as Americans uh, and it, you know it's it's no secret that you know throughout the country we continue to deal with you know disagreements with with racism with um, all sorts of elements of uh, strife um, within our community and that was obviously seen very very starkly last year right after the killing of George Floyd how much of that do you think about when you're planning an event like this in in trying to bring the community together oh I 
I think about it, I mean, it's, it's all part of the process. What I consider myself is a philanthropist, right? I okay. want to help people. I want to be able to inspire people, encourage people. And then I also want to give them something that they can actually take to, um, to make them more sustainable, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it's a little bit of giving you something, and then it's a little bit of teaching you something. So I'm using Juneteenth just like I use any, any service or, or resource or program that I have. I use it as a tool. I don't want this to be looked at as a protest, right? right? We are celebrating. I am a proud black American, yep. right? And I am celebrating my independence. I would love for you to come and celebrate with me, Adam, because I'll be there with you on July 4th, right? So I, I, I look at this as an opportunity. I hope that all people will come out and understand that Black Lives Matter has nothing to do with your life not, not mattering if you're not black. It has to do with celebrating the beauty of all of us. You know, AAPI lives matter. Yep. Um, First Nation lives matter. Yep. All lives matter. And the way you show that is you celebrate. You celebrate the similarities and you celebrate the differences. One of the biggest things that I want Juneteenth to be is informational. Mm. We want it to be fun, but we want you to know that I am as much a part of your community as you are of mine. Just this year, I learned that Memorial Day was started by black former slaves. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. There's so much that we don't know. And and there there may be some intrinsic ways that it's been pushed down and hidden, mm-hmm. right? We can undo that. That's easy to undo. You know, you learn about it. The more you learn, the more you know. And so I want this to be an opportunity to celebrate not only our differences, but our similarities. I love my family. I love my community. I love my city. I love my county. I love my country. And I'm sure I'm no different than you, Adam. You know, I grew up here. This is my city. I've lived in Gaston County my entire life Mm. from 1975 to now. Okay. And so... This, this is my home. I want to share what I have with you because you're my community member. And, and I hope that that's what spreads. You know, our differences is, is just a mu- as much of a celebration as our, as our similarities. You know, I want us to enjoy each other. And so that's my goal for creating Juneteenth. Not a celebration that, that excludes other people, but a celebration that includes other people. That's what I hope everybody gets out of this. And we don't, we don't forget the past, right? right? We celebrate the fact that we can discuss it and mm. that we can acknowledge it. And then we can move on and create new memories together. So for folks that are interested in coming out, 12 to 5 on Saturday, correct? Saturday, June 19th at the Centennial Rotary Pavilion from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. There will be something for everyone. And it's something, uh, when you talk about something for everyone, it's a great opportunity to bring the kids out, I'm assuming. Yes, family-friendly activities. We've got a kid's corner. We've got live performances. We've got musicians. We've got poetry. Uh, we have a keynote speaker. We have other speakers that will speak to us about the importance of Juneteenth. And hopefully we're going to learn a lot together. Mm. Just from my perspective, there's been a sense of almost an awakening over the last few years of, of some of the things that have happened in our history, whether it's 
the coup that happened in Wilmington or, or what happened to Black Wall Street in Tulsa 100 years ago that, you know, I grew up in Arizona and going through middle school and high school, those were lessons that were never taught. Right. And, you know, I didn't know about either one of those things until the past couple of years. And so I, it seems like there's a, at least becoming more of an acknowledgement of some of the wrongs that have been done and some of the obviously less proud moments of, of our history, but it, it paints a, a fuller picture of a an imperfect nation that's striving to become better every day. Yes, and I love that. So so one of the things that um, we hope to teach everyone is, is how black people have com- contributed to our current world. Something as simple as, did you know a black person invented a pencil sharpener? Mm. Did you know a black person invented the inside toilet? Wow. Did you know a black person invented the stoplight? Those things are important because it gives us a sense of belonging, right? Everybody wants to belong. And sometimes the world can make you feel pretty ostracized. And not just black people, right? Anybody that's different, you know, you can feel pretty ostracized. And so this allows us to know that we are here, we belong, and we are a part of the conversation. And we can change the narrative. That's power, you know, and that's just not, not something that we want to share just for people of color. People have power, and we're seeing that now. George Floyd's, the conversation with George Floyd could not have changed if the people didn't change. Mm. You understand? There were different people out there that saw that atrocity, and because there were different people out there, the world saw that atrocity. So I need all of us. We are all allies. We're all in this fight together. We are more powerful together. One of my favorite African proverbs is, when spider webs unite, they can tie up a lion. Oh, wow. If you think about that, Adam, a spider web, you know, you shoo it off. You you can walk through a spider web and it's nothing. But to think that together, those powerful spiders could tie up a lion together. Now, not, not by themselves. Right. So I believe that we can do all things together. And so uh, racism, (laughs) we can defeat it (laughs) together. Anything else about the planning for the Ebony Fest uh, Juneteenth celebration that you wanted to mention that I didn't ask about? I just want you to come. I want you to come and I want you to experience the power of the people. And I hope that this is a springboard. Next year, I would love us to have fireworks on Juneteenth. Mm. I would love us to have, for us to have a parade on Juneteenth. Those are things that would give us the acknowledgement that we matter. Those are the things that we can actually see tangibly and, and feel, and it, you know, and, it, and it gets in your system. You know? it, gets, it, it becomes a part of you, those, those experiences. So I pray that that Gaston County has more of those experiences for people of color that we can include ourselves in, that we can be a part of. And, and June 19th is just the beginning. It's just the beginning for Gastonia, for Bessemer City, for Lowell, for Cramerton, for all these towns that make up this county. And greater is coming. I really believe that. I, I know it. I see it every day. You're proof, Adam. Me being here is proof. And, and so thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. We're excited to, to have you guys in and to talk about this and to help get the word out. It's exciting to see all the different groups that have come together. And like you said, just the work that's been done behind the scenes from a history-making standpoint, just to get the different boards and commissions to to recognize Juneteenth for the first time. And, and just, you know, it, it seems like maybe a simple thing, but it it's it's pretty powerful, I would think, just that, that acknowledgement of 
this is an important day that we need to stop and celebrate and recognize. Yes, it, it is. And, and the young people that have gotten behind this movement, I know I couldn't have done it without them. These young people are on fire to see their city thrive. Mm. And so what's to come? Oh, I, I would say the sky's the limit, but yeah. there is no limit. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to transition now from talking with Tasha White to talking with Hadia Hayes, who's with Bessemer City. And Hadia is going to talk to us a little bit about the event that they've got scheduled. It's the third annual Juneteenth celebration in Bessemer City. How did you get involved in the in the Juneteenth project? Back in 2019, council kind of wanted to start off something and have something for our Vantine community in Bessemer City. And um, I believe around that time, we were uh, approached by the city of Belmont and Elements of Empowerment okay. to do some collaborating because they already had a uh, Juneteenth festival. I believe right. it was in their seventh year yep. um, when we joined them because it's their 10th year this year. Right. So we kind of just wanted to have a festival and like a day of celebration for our Vantine community, which is the historically African-American community in Bessemer City. So talk to me a little bit about that particular community. Is that is that one that like kind of grew up as a, a blacks only community mm-hmm. right next to Bessemer City or almost kind of within Bessemer City? Yeah, it was kind of um, in Bessemer City. If you come over there, we've got the railroad tracks and it was kind of a thing where it was divided. Mm. Uh, one side was Van Tine that was historically African-American. And then you had the other uh, side, which was historically uh, Caucasian. And okay. we actually have two cemeteries in town. We have uh, Bessemer City Memorial. That was the one that was historically for Caucasians. And then we had the Van Tine Memorial Cemetery that was for the African-American community. So do you have people that, that participate in Juneteenth that can remember back to when it was kind of separated and the other side of the tracks? Because, I mean, you look back at it and you go, oh, you know, that's that's a long time ago in history, but it really isn't that long ago. It really wasn't. It's funny you say that. We actually have a council member, Miss Kay McCappen, and she's born and raised in Bessemer City in Vanton. Okay. And she's been on our council for over 25 years. Mm. And just listening to the stories that she has and that other people, when we actually hosted the first year celebration, we had the African-American a museum out of Gastonia, the Lorraine Mill. Right. They came over and um, their partners who were in Bessemer City and grew up there had a table where they actually featured the history of uh, Lincoln Middle School that they had there. Oh, that wow. was the all-black school. And okay. then just the rich history that the Vantine community had, because even though I've been with the city for five years, and when I moved in, I did move into the Vantine community. I wasn't aware of all the things that they had, the businesses. They had their own rec center at one point. Wow. So it's, it's pretty awesome to come to the festival and just hear like the different things that happened back in the day and just hear people's different experiences. Talking with Idea Hayes, she's the director of Human Capital and the city clerk for Bessemer City. Talking about the, the Juneteenth celebration that's coming up, it's going to be the, the third annual celebration. And obviously last year you said you guys did it kind of virtually. Last year we partnered with the city of Belmont and Elements of Empowerment and um, we just participated in their parade and then we had a couple of activities online. But this year we're super excited to get back to those personal experiences um, and have everyone come back and join us for a great celebration. We're going to have the African Drum Circle that's usually at the Belmont celebration. We'll have them as our highlight feature. Hmm. Um, (laughs) 
this year. We're super excited about that. That's cool. They actually come and perform. It's a family, um, the mom and dad and kids, and they perform for a couple of minutes, and then it's kind of interactive because they invite uh, participants to come up on stage and have that experience and kind of understand why we Juneteenth and why it's important to learn about that history and kind of, you know, not stay in that place but take it and build on that and make sure that we're teaching our youth all of the good, rich history and having the conversations about how we can move forward. So for folks that don't know, why is Juneteenth an important day and why is it something that it seems like in recent years it's starting to gain more prominence Mm -hmm. across the country as a day to be celebrated? Yeah, that's a great question because um, I have heard about Juneteenth all my life, but I didn't really kind of sit down and understand the dates till I actually got in the planning of it. But this uh, day is very important because we all know the Emancipation Proclamation that Lincoln right. did of January 1, 1863. We all thought that that freed all of the slaves, but in hindsight, that didn't. There were many slaves in Galveston, Texas, and many slaves in other states where they weren't even told that, and they were having to work an additional two years, and they weren't free until that June 19th of 1865. So I think that's definitely important that we have that conversation and make sure that, you know, everyone knows the history of it and the importance of it and to understand why we celebrate that and why it's a day of celebration because all of our brothers and sisters were free that day. What is some of the feedback that you've gotten from the community when you first did the celebration in 2019 and now that you're doing it in person again in in, in 2021? I really enjoyed the partnerships and the collaboration. Like I said, I was really excited that the City of Belmont and Elements of Empowerment, they were so excited to partner with us. Um, so they were able to tell us, you know, we could go to their uh, celebration and, you know, gain some key insight on how they've been hosting theirs mm-hmm. and see what, you know, items and activities were of prominence and things that we could replicate in Bessemer City. But also just to see the community kind of partner with us. Um, initially, back in 2019, when we did our first celebration, that was prior to the Gaston um, County tobacco rule that affected all of the communities. Right. And, you know, Bessemer City, we were the leading uh, ones back in August of 2016. We right. were the first city to go completely tobacco and smoke-free and our grounds, vehicles, and all of that. So it was kind of awesome to see, like, our city put on the front, you know, forefront and have the um, staff from DHHS uh, come over and just kind of mingle with our Vanton community and explain, you know, what the ordinance meant and how it can, you know, pretty much impact our community. Also, um, this year, we're super excited because we'll have Contegra Health um, and the health department on site to give out vaccines oh, for, yeah. you know, for people who haven't been able to access it just yet. Right. Um, and then partnerships as well with our partnership for children. They'll be present, making sure that um, our youth are receiving adequate books and different things like that. And our library will be there, um, builders with creators um, in Bessemer City doing different things. So the partnerships and collaborations have been um, overwhelming and that response is great. And that, that's kind of what fuels us to go forward every year. That's awesome. So if somebody's interested in, in, in coming out and in joining the festivities, kind of what's the, the time and place to be? Uh, for this year, we're going to do Friday, June 18th from 6 to 9 p.m. in downtown Bessemer City. Okay. So they can come on out and join us in Centennial Park. And it's a free event for people to come out Oh, to. yeah, completely free. We'll have uh, the African Drum Circle. We'll have vendors present giving out their different wares. Um, we have one vendor who's be doing some shea butter, some African clothing, and African mm-hmm. jewelry. We'll have um, Tony T's on site with food. They do Philly steaks and nice. awesome, awesome funnel cakes and everything. Um, and then also we'll have a snow cone vendor. Um, we'll have face painting for the children and different activities. Um, we'll actually have activity booth uh, to inform our youth about Juneteenth and the importance of it that the city will be hosting a table on that. That's great. I mean, it's it sounds like something that you learned a lot, obviously, from 
what Belmont's done and been able to, to take that and, and do something kind of of your own in Bessemer City. It sounds like a really awesome opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we've definitely learned from them um, a great deal and leaned on them. And also, I just definitely my council and city manager, uh, James Emmon, have been definitely supportive of letting us host this every year. So I'm super excited for this year. That's great. Have you um, noticed anybody coming from from outside of the community coming coming to this, or has it been primarily Bessemer City residents that have been really interested? Interestingly, um, our first year in 2019, we had um, a couple come out away from Shelby because Shelby has a celebration, and um, I think they had heard about us. So that so far that year was our uh, our big year there. So I'm hoping sure. that this year we'll get people pulled in from Charlotte because we've also been advertising to people in Charlotte and different venues there. Awesome. And as Hydea was mentioning, Bessemer City has gotten a lot of their inspiration for their Juneteenth event from uh, what they've done in Belmont. So we're talking now with Delta Sanders, who is with Elements of Empowerment. Uh, They're the organization that has been working primarily with the uh, city there to put on the Juneteenth event, and they're now celebrating 10 years this year. That's, I mean, obviously a, a big deal for you guys that you've now been able to celebrate this for 10 years. What was it, what was it like kind of getting it off the ground 10 years ago? The group of volunteers, the city of Belmont, mainly working with Park and Recreation, put together the first festival. And for the first couple of years, it was pretty much a, like a standard festival that you would see in the county. Belmont has a few. They have um, Garibaldi Fest and Summer Celebration. Oh, sure. So it kind of kind of looked the same as those, but it had a Juneteenth label on it. And not a lot of people knew what Juneteenth was. Right. So I was asked to help out with it in 2012, but my schedule was just a little bit different and I couldn't fully get involved, but I got um, a little bit involved in 2013 and I got deeply involved in 2014. And um, myself and Vincent Hill made a conscious effort to turn the event into a, a true festival that reflected the meaning and history of Juneteenth. It, it was a feat because there was no blueprint. We did not have a list of people to go to, uh, the vendors that we had in mind and wanted, because we did want it to be reflective of the culture. And so some of the things we did was to uh, say, look at the food vendors. We didn't want to have just popcorn and nachos and you know things like that we made an effort to actually get culturally reflective food. So we had things like uh, fried fish and ribs and shrimp and grits and fried okra. And it's, it's varied over the years, but we are very conscious to, to bring cultural food into the event. And, you know, there are a couple of the things that you might see elsewhere. We do have hot dogs because, you know, not all small children are going to want those (laughs) ribs and, You know, turkey legs and fish and grits. And, and we have funnel cakes, but we have, you know, them putting twist on things like that, too. Uh, another thing we did was to seek out these individual vendors. And a lot of times what that meant was going to various events and seeing a particular vendor and then getting their information and communicating with them. And when we found one vendor that we thought 
you know, was what we wanted when they came into the event. It was pretty much saying, do you know anyone else that can bring something similar and culturally relevant to the event that you can share this information with or put us into contact with? And basically, that's how it was built. <laughs> there was no ready-made list of Juneteenth-related vendors or businesses that we could tap into. Right. The only way that a service-oriented business, just say an insurance company, who wants to participate in the festival. They can't just come in as a vendor. They actually have to be an activity sponsor, which makes one of the activities that we have at the event free to the attendees. One of those is our cultural or tribal face paint or our drum circle. So you can only get to be there if you're going to sponsor something that's going to benefit everyone else who attends. Everything we do in the park it's free. The only things you pay for are your food and if you shop with the vendors. And of course, if you're not paying for all of those activities, that gives you more money to spend with the vendors for the food and the things that the crafters are, are selling. So that gives us a very small presence for people who are there just particularly for a business interest. So we probably wouldn't have more than about five of those out of the Anywhere from 60 at our highest uh, count, I think we had 80 vendors there. Very, very small presence for just pure marketing purposes. That makes sense. We're, we're talking with Delta Sanders. She's the board chair of Elements of Empowerment, talking about the 10th anniversary of the Juneteenth celebration coming up here in just a matter of days in, in Belmont. Uh, Delta, you mentioned a little bit earlier that, you know, when you first got started with this, a lot of people didn't know what Juneteenth was. How much of an educational aspect is involved in the, the festival? Um, there's a great deal of it. We make an effort, again, when putting out any PR related to the event to share what exactly Juneteenth is. Standardly, when we do our festival in the park, we also distribute little scrolls that are printed and hand-rolled and tied off with a little piece of twine. On one side of them is a copy of the Emancipation Proclamation, and on the back side of it are the lyrics to Lift Every Voice and Sing, which is known as the Black National Anthem. Mm. So we we make, you know, we take diligent um, um, steps to make sure that people know what Juneteenth is. And of course, there's we can't tell the full scope of it in the course of a, a newspaper article or a poster or anything. Sure. But we, we put the information out there and we certainly invite everyone to explore deeper to find out what Juneteenth is, the roots of it, and the significance of it. And Obviously, last year, because of some of the things going on in the world at the time, there was a new awareness to Juneteenth, which was a positive to come out of a negative situation. So we're, we're very hopeful that as, as other entities em, embrace Juneteenth and start to celebrate it and promote it, that that awareness will continue to grow. Some of the things that have happened with that is in 2018 or 2019, the city of Bessemer City became interested in celebrating Juneteenth. And rather than 
have a competing event, we actually now collaborate. They do an event on Friday and we cross promote with them. We're present at their event and they also participate with us on Saturday. They are doing their live event actually this year from six to nine on the 18th while we're following uh, a COVID friendly format, which was a decision we made back in January. We're having a parade instead of the, the huge festival that we have in the park. And we are also still going to have our Juneteenth finale concert, which is usually at the end of the festival. There will be spectators allowed this year because of the the relaxed restrictions. Uh, But again, we just know that when we have a festival type event, there are just some areas that we would not be able to control in terms of crowd. And some of our most popular vendors, I mean, (laughs) the lines were unreal um, with a a few of them, as well as things like our drum circle where you have people interchangeably um, sitting in in seats and using the same drums and things like the the inflatable obstacle course for our children or the moon bounce. So we're hoping next year that those things will be able to return to the festival and the park and, and do all the things that everybody loves about Juneteenth. I know you mentioned a little bit talking about how last year held some special significance, obviously the Juneteenth celebration coming um, just weeks after the killing of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. With with all the COVID restrictions last year, how important was it to still have a, a celebration given what was going on in the country? It was especially important to do it last year. And um, we had a, a virtual event last year with a parade and we did have the concert, but the concert was in front of city hall rather than in the park. But in the opening remarks that I made, I said that specifically, it was especially important that we do it last year. And I mentioned the names of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and not to diminish their names by not calling them, but the several others who had been lost last year. And because they weren't able to celebrate, we needed to celebrate Juneteenth. And because they lost their lives, we could not live our lives in vain. We have to keep pushing forward for equality and for true freedom, because um, also exposed by COVID were the many disparities that already existed along racial lines and color lines. And it wasn't just COVID, it was just the circumstances that people of color bear. You know, they sometimes work in the, the, the lowest paying frontline jobs. They're, they're uninsured or underinsured. And they were hit very, very hard last year by COVID. So we we know these things. They were there under the surface, but they weren't as visible as 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 they now are. The disparities, and and we need to overcome those things as well because we won't have true freedom until that happens. It's a little bit different looking at this in terms of you know the different celebrations that you would see in a community, whether it's you know, celebrating the the founding of a particular city or, you know, just a a run-of-the-mill holiday, whether it be Labor Day or something like that, there's huge significance tied to an event like this. Uh, Do you see the growth of of an event like the one that you've had in Belmont now for 10 years helping in terms of dialogue within the community, in terms of uh, better understanding and maybe breaking down barriers to a certain degree between um, folks of different races within that community? 
I absolutely do. Um, and again, I just want to commend City of Belmont. I'm very fortunate to be part of this, but it's because, you know, back in 2012, a couple of people decided that this was something that they wanted to do and needed to do. And what we attempt to do with Juneteenth and, and Elements of Empowerment, which is the organization, by the way, that was founded coming out of the Belmont Juneteenth celebration, is to foster cultural awareness, acceptance, and preservation. Because what makes us fearful of things is not knowing what they are or not understanding them. So Juneteenth, to that end, helps to make people aware of what the African-American culture is. It's not an exclusive event for African-Americans. It is for everyone. Mm -hmm. We want to put our culture on display. We invite you to come in, celebrate with us, learn about us, from us. And, you know, by the same token, um, we would do the same. Um, I tell people this all the time. I, I go to the... Um, the St. Patrick's Day Parade. I, I, I don't know my lineage enough to know if, if I have any Irish lineage or sure, not, sure. but I want to learn about that culture and I respect it and I enjoy it. And, you know, some of the greatest things about us are our differences. <laughs> you know, the, imagine if we were all alike. I mean, even within individual family pods, I mean, I have two brothers and a sister, we are all different, <laughs> but we're similar in other aspects as well. And that's the same for all people. And we need to respect and understand what's different about us and embrace those things as well as embracing our similarities. And it's all about humanity. And if you see other people or everyone as your equal, then that's that goes a long way right there. Um, towards equality and equity. Oh, 100%. What can people expect from this year's event? You talked a little bit about that you're you're going to be doing a parade and then you've got a, a concert coming up at, at the end of it, correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, at the forefront, I want to just recognize that we do have at least um, four Gaston County municipalities participating this year. Um, we, we have um, the city of Gastonia, in the city of Cherival, who are doing proclamations um, with us this year, or we're all basically doing proclamations that name all entities that are acknowledging Juneteenth this year. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned, the city of Bessemer City is doing an event from 6 to 9 on the 18th, and that's at their Centennial Park. And our Juneteenth Celebration Parade, 10th anniversary Belmont Juneteenth Celebration Parade, is going to be at 2 p.m. on Saturday, June 19th. We are going to have for our Grand Marshals, Tyrone Jefferson and Tony Tuppence of A Sign of the Times. They are great friends to our organization. Uh, they also co-host a, um, a radio uh, program at WSTE. So um, we love them and we are super excited to have them leading us as Grand Marshals. But we also have returning the Buffalo Soldiers Motorcycle Club of Charlotte, who led our parade last year with Belmont Fire and PD. And uh, we have some floats this year. That's new for us. We, oh, cool. we tested this format last year, um, again, because it was important 
um, to continue Juneteenth because it was more significant than ever, but also important to us being able to say this year is number 10. So we, right. we wouldn't have number 10 if we hadn't done number nine last Very true. year. Very true. <laughs> but uh, we, and, and we're, we're having participation from um, Bessemer City, Gastonia, and Cherubal in the parade as well, along with several other people, individuals can drive their cars in the parade. There's a very, very minimal fee and we can we also have virtual vendors. But we invite anyone who who wants to acknowledge and celebrate Juneteenth to decorate their car and, and come on down. Can find registration information on our Facebook page. Uh, we're just happy and excited to be celebrating. My hope is that uh, someday soon in the near future this will be the true countywide event that we actually envisioned when we started to rebrand and and make it culturally relevant, as well as I will want to see Juneteenth become a holiday for us, uh, not only locally, but nationally. And uh, of course, we'll start doing that work locally and join with others to make that happen nationally. Absolutely. I mean, that's um, obviously a lot of work ahead to be done on that, but I mean, a fantastic goal. Yes, yes. <laughs> I believe it is uh, very much worth pursuing.